are listening to TKO on CFRU Radio 93.3 FM in Guelph, Ontario and available worldwide at CFRU.ca. What is happening everybody? What is good? It's your girl Janan right here on TKO. As you already know here on TKO, all we talk about is mixed martial arts, also known as MMA and other combat sports too. We also discuss the issues that surround the world of fighting and talk about notable fighters and athletes and how they all got started in the game and of course where they are now. So what is happening with all you guys out there? Man, right now we are brought to you at about 7.30 a.m. Uh, on Thursday, June 27th, which I know by the time you'll be listening to this, it'll be about 4 in the afternoon, which is great because I feel like it's a time that everybody needs that little bit of push to just finish their day with full-on energy. So we hope that we can transmit that energy to you guys out there, to all of our listeners Especially to all of our fans, TKO Nation. So here we go. A brand new week, a brand new episode. Man, as always, there's just so many things happening right now in the world of sports. Now, ever since the Raptors won, I've been saying this every single episode, but I can't remember a time that I was this involved with a sport that was not a combat sport. So yes, as you can imagine, I'm very involved with (laughs) <laughs> the NBA and basketball overall right now. I think there was the NBA awards uh, going on like a Monday night or something, which was great. I watched it. And then our very own Pascal Siakam, he won the award for the most improved player. So shout out to him. Shout out to Pascal. Very, very well-deserved. And overall, it was really entertaining to watch. I think Shaq was hosting and... Overall, like I always say, man, it's okay if you are a fan of another sport that is not a combat sport. It's okay to be a fan of a lot of sports. It's just about appreciating the the level of skill that is delivered in that particular sport. It's all about appreciating what the players bring to the table and uh, how how well they execute their their skills and whatnot and their, and their talent as well. So. That's all that matters. You can love as many sports and follow as many sports as you want. It's all about appreciating what is being delivered to you, okay? So make sure you keep that in mind when you're watching sports. I know a lot of people just watch sports to just, you know, just relax and chill out for the day. And I totally understand that. You don't really, some people don't really want to watch sports for the sake of the uh, artistic Um, stuff that is being executed in it or the level of athleticism that is being shown to you. It's okay. But I'm just saying, for me personally, as someone who really appreciates these tiny things in sports, basketball has been the new thing for me. 
And I know it might be a bit annoying to some of the people who are listening to this right now and are just MMA purists or boxing purists because I feel like throughout the years, this has been the, the fan base that we have gathered for ourselves for TKO. And that's totally fine. You know, I'm working on it. I might actually start a whole nother podcast just about basketball. And yeah, man. So I, I will try my best not to bug you guys with any more basketball stuff. But, you know, it is what it is. I just want to put it out there because I really thought that Pascal Siakam in particular, because he won that award on Monday night and the NBA Awards. Okay, I feel like he really deserved to be uh, shouted out to. So shout out to Pascal Siakam anyways. Okay, so today, what do we have coming up for today? Today is a rather quiet day, I would say. Although we do have a fight card coming up for this upcoming weekend. For this long weekend, I should say. Shout out to all of our Canadian fans listening to this because it's Canada Day. It's Canada Day long weekend, and the UFC has not, of course, disappointed us for this long weekend because on Saturday night, we will be blessed with a great card in Minneapolis, okay, which is going to be headlined by a great heavyweight bout between Francis Ngannou and guess who? Junior Dos Santos. Yes, yeah, so that is going to be the main card of this UFC Minneapolis card um, happening on Saturday nights. It's actually happening at 9 p.m. Eastern time zone. So make sure you watch it early. Um, yeah, so today we're going to be breaking down that particular bout. What else is coming up? I feel like there's so many fight announcements uh, throughout the weeks that we haven't really brought up here on the show. So depending on how much time we're going to have left for today, we're going to be discussing a few of those uh, on our show today. What else is going on? Oh, of course. So uh, the the month of June is officially coming to an end, which is kind of sad because I love June. My birthday's in June and all that. That's totally cool because in July, especially the first week of July, that is a very special week, especially for all of us combat sports fans out here because... Da, da, da. It is International Fight Week. And I have to give a big shout out to International Fight Week. Like... I cannot, yeah, okay, yeah, so International Fight Week fam, and it is going to be stacked with so many great fights, of course, most of those fights are going to be happening on that UFC 239 fight card, which is happening in uh, Las Vegas, obviously, as most important fight cards do take place in Las Vegas. So, yeah, I really want to just preview, just briefly preview some of the fights that are happening, at least on the main card of this UFC 239 fight card. They're really, really interesting, and I'll give you some background about them, uh, because when the day comes, when fight week comes, I just want to really, in thorough detail, break it down for you guys without talking about all the stuff that has been happening around it you know all the drama and stuff so i'll just give the background right now hopefully you'll um you know not forget not forget those details and those uh, background informations when i do break down the actual fights when the t- when the right come out when the right time actually comes okay so yeah i'm gonna be talking about that type of stuff today for ufc 239 and what else yeah, so, oh, yeah, like I said, we have a few fight announcements 
to briefly discuss today on the show. And other than that, that is pretty much it. So now, fam, without further ado, let's get started. Okay, here we go. Oh, yeah. So today we have a very important boxing fight announcement. We have... I, okay, this fight has been announced for a while now, but for some reason, I've always wanted to at least bring it up on the show, but for whatever reason, I couldn't, but the time has come. So, Manny Pacquiao versus Keith Thurman. They'll be fighting on July 20th. I know that's about a month away, but it's totally fine because I'm actually really excited for this fight. Even, even from now, even a month away from the fight, I'm still excited for this fight. Because we have obviously the legendary Manny Pacquiao, the former champion, who obviously has had his own ups and downs. And it's totally okay, especially in the world of boxing. If you want to get to the top, you have to go through those uh, those bumps uh, uh, like along the road. You have to go through those ups and downs because I feel like especially in boxing... Not just the fans, but also the fighters. Some of the fighters, they also think that they need to have a perfect record and have an unbeaten professional record and all that, which is a very wrong misconception because you need those losses on your record to, I mean, I know it's going to sound a bit cliche, but it is what it is. It is the truth about the, about, I feel like all combat sports almost, because if you don't lose a fight, you don't know what to improve in your game. You might be fighting a lot of guys and beating them, but who knows? Maybe you're really a few levels uh, better than your opponents. What if you're faced off against an opponent that is at the same level as you, that is actually a big challenge to your style and how you fight overall? Well, if you don't give your first loss or uh, like however many losses to your opponents, to those type of tough opponents, then how do you know what to improve in your fight game? And I know ugh, a lot of people are going to give me a lot of hate for this, but it is the truth of the game. And I know personally, if I were to go in uh, for a professional fight and I give in losses like that, just as easy as that, of course, I'm going to be really mad. But listen, I think so I'm not sure if it was Bruce Lee or someone else, but it's not about losses. It's just either you win or you learn from your mistakes. There's no such thing as being defeated or having losses so yeah that is very important in my mind and i think boxers especially they need to pay special attention to that so as i was saying manny pacquiao he has had his own ups and downs he has had a few losses in his professional career and of course he's had many wins okay which totally balance out those losses but I feel like, like I said, because of those losses, now Manny Pacquiao knows what to work on for his um, for his style and the way he comes into the fights. He knows how to fight and how not to fight against specific opponents, which is phenomenal, which is exactly what you want in a fight. So that is for Manny Pacquiao and Keith Thurman too. Yes, of course, he has had his own ups and downs in the fight game. He was the champion as well. He, I think it was the, it must have been the welterweight championship. Yes. So he was the welterweight champion in boxing. 
the WBC, I believe, welterweight champion of the world. He was the uh, reigning champion for a while, and then he was actually stripped of his title because he couldn't really defend it against anybody for the longest time. I believe he was injured. Anyhow, he was stripped of his title, and now the time has come. Manny Pacquiao, I believe, currently is holding a title for a organization. However, um, you know, the 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 especially the welterweight division right now in boxing is so dynamic, and you don't really know who's holding what title, especially because there's a lot of um, stripping going on, like uh, title, uh, uh, excuse me, champions losing their titles, being stripped of their titles, relinquishing their titles for whatever reason. So it's it's a very dynamic process. But I am sure as of now that Manny Pacquiao does hold a title. In the welterweight division but Keith Thurman does not but whoever wins this fight is going to be obviously becoming a, a champion for a organization again I keep saying this because there's so you guys know there's so many organizations in boxing there's WBC WBA IBF IBO what have you there's so many of these organizations and um so, like I said, whoever wins this fight will get uh, Manny Pacquiao's title. So, if Manny, <laughs> Manny Pacquiao wins, he will just re- retain his title. And if Keith Thurman wins, he will get Manny Pacquiao's title. And the future is very bright for the winner of this bout. Especially if Manny Pacquiao wins this fight, he will show that he is on a rise again. Okay, because like I said... Things have been very interesting for Manny Pacquiao, especially as of the past few years, especially after that famous fight, that really uh, uh, well-marketed fight against him and Floyd Manny Mayweather. But ever since then, I feel like things have been going downhill for Manny Pacquiao. But for his past few fights, he's been able to pick up the pace and get back to sort of at least get back to where he was previously, previous to that Floyd Betty Mayweather fight. But the future is looking really good for both of these guys. And I cannot wait to see how things are going to go down on July 20th when Keith Thurman and Manny Pacquiao finally get to fight for this bout. Yes, so there is that. I really want to... Bring it, bring that up on the show, especially because I see a lot of clips of um, both of these guys just training in their training camp. They're hustling super hard, and um, I'm I'm really interested to see how things are going to go down for this particular fight. Anyhow, now um, I actually want to talk about uh, UFC 239, which is happening on July 6th. So, okay, let's look at our calendar because this week we're obviously breaking down that Francis Ngannou and Junior Dos Santos fight. And I think next week, right after a long weekend for Canada, we are going to be thoroughly breaking down this UFC 239 fight card, like in terms of um, fighting styles and all that. So, yes, (laughs) rest assured, mark your calendars next week on our episode for episode 126 we're going to be thoroughly and exclusively breaking down ufc 239 fights okay but right now i just want to give you guys a brief preview of what to expect and what sort of things have been going on and in, in the background and uh, backstage sort of you know in terms of uh, all the <laughs> drama that has been going on with some of the fighters that are fighting on this ufc 239 fight card 
So now let's jump right into it. Okay, so you guys probably know the headliner of this UFC 239 fight card in Las Vegas is a championship fight for the light heavyweight championship of the world. Okay, between the current champion, John Jones. Okay, and he's going to be fighting off against the top challenger, Thiago Santos. Okay. Now, this is really interesting because we've all been familiar with the type of drama that John Jones has been going through, especially for the past few months. We all know that John Jones, about a year ago, he tested positive for a substance, for a alleged performance-enhancing substance by the United States Anti-Doping Agency, USADA, okay? But... For whatever reason, I mean, obviously he had his own hearings and he totally went through the the necessary legal processes and all of that. Totally cool. He was cleared to fight for his, I believe it was for his bout against Alexander Gustafsson right before New Year's in December of 2018. That was all cool until fight week comes And it appears that some of the samples that have been taken from John Jones, they show some increasing amounts and concentrations of this um, performance-enhancing metabolite, some increasing amounts in his uh, blood samples, which is really, really weird. But again, the United States Anti-Doping Agency said that this is totally okay because this is the way that the metabolites of the substance are released into the body. And the way they they try to convince us, the fans, was that, okay, if you take this substance, knowingly or unknowingly, it will be stored in your uh, body tissues, for example, like your adipose tissues and whatnot. And after a while, it wouldn't just, your body wouldn't just get rid of it right away. It would be released in a pulsative manner, which is very, very strange. I'm telling you, as a science student, I've done the math. Even if John Jones said that he took this substance willing or unknowingly a while back, he should still not be having this amount of metabolite in his body at that time. And I, I can have a whole episode for you guys telling you guys why the results that were that were revealed to the public didn't make sense scientifically, but I'm not going to get into that right now. I just want to tell you guys that, yes, if you, if you just look at it on a, on a surface, it might make sense, but if you look at it in detail, it's still a bit fishy because some of the things don't quite work out, okay? So that was what was happening with John Jones when he was having that fight against Alexander Gustafsson. He was still releasing, quote-unquote, pulsatile metabolites into his body. We don't know what the effects of these metabolites are, even when there are metabolites and just, you know, random residues of these um, performance-enhancing substances being released to your body. We don't know what the effect of that substance is of that metabolite is but for whatever reason john jones he was the better man on that on that night and he beat up alexander gustafson when he was fighting him in december 
And then he had another fight against Anthony Smith. And even for that fight, he wasn't totally cleared. Although USADA cleared him technically saying that, again, it's okay for him to show those pulsatile uh, releases of that metabolite into his bloodstream. It was really strange and I just didn't have a good feeling about it. But again, that has been going on. And I I believe it's still going on to this day. Obviously, it's not as much as it used to be, but it's still you can definitely trace some some um, some concentration of this metabolite in his um, samples. Now, the question is, is the same thing going to happen when he's going to be fighting off against Tiago Santos in a couple of weeks, meaning that. Oh, is something new going to come out saying, oh, John Jones, he just randomly popped for another metabolite. He didn't mean to take whatever is showing up in his blood blood samples. It's just showing up and there's nothing we can do about it. So we just have to let him fight. Blah, blah, blah. Man, I hope that doesn't happen. And I really hope that John Jones actually comes into this fight fighting clean against Tiago Santos. Because that's at least that's the least that we deserve as the fans, if not even more. Fighting clean against your opponent is something that should be really normal nowadays. Especially in this day and age of USADA. How USADA has been integrating with the UFC. And how we're trying to revolutionize the sport of mixed martial arts. Because yes... It was totally fine back in the day in like the the mid-90s and late-90s when the fighters would come in and all you wanted to see was just pure entertainment, just guys beating each other up. You didn't even care if one particular guy and fighter was on the juice. You wouldn't even care. You just wanted to see perfect action. You just wanted to be entertained by those fights. But let me tell you this, the fight game has evolved so much ever since then. And what we're trying to do is to make the sport of mixed martial arts into a legitimate sport, meaning, hey, like, of course, I, I feel like there's there's doping and um, usage of performance enhancing substances in almost all sports across the world. It's totally fine. But when you get to a professional level, it needs to be very, um, very carefully um, at least analyzed and um, just looked at. And we need to keep sports as clean as possible if we want to see those sports just for the sake of um, athleticism and the level of skill that is being delivered, not just for like entertainment. Because if you wanted to just see pure entertainment, Again, I don't want you guys to take this the wrong way. Of course, it is important for the fights to be entertaining as well, as well as being sort of educational and um, educational in a way that we watch a certain fight and say, wow, that that execution of that particular technique was very, very well done by that particular fighter. I mean it in that way. But of course, you need to uh, have at least some level of entertainment in your fights. But if we wanted to see pure entertainment and we didn't really care about how um, how the, the people come into the fights and how they prepare their bodies to come into the fights, then we would just watch professional wrestling. And the WWE, 
which is definitely the case because in WWE, they don't really check for for their performance-enhancing substances. They just come in and they just want to have a really entertaining show, just want to throw people around. They want to have, they want to execute at their best level and they want to be the best that they can be physically and they want to be very strong. So it totally makes sense for them to take those substances. But, that, but the game of mixed martial arts is a totally different game because it is a legitimate sport. And if we want to keep moving forward with our sport, man, we have to take care of it. We have to keep it as clean as possible. I mean, who knows? Maybe in a, in a, in a decade, I would say, we can have the sport of mixed martial arts go into the Olympics as a legitimate sport. And to do that, to do that, to advocate for a sport, we need to keep it, keep it clean. And I just hope it is not through the works of people like John Jones that we are set back a few steps along the way and give the wrong impression, at least to the people who don't really know our sport, okay? They watch the sport and say, oh man, this is just another thing like the WWE. Everybody's just doping. Everybody's coming into the fight jacked up, juiced up. I don't want people... Who, who are not educated enough about the sport of mixed martial arts to think that way. So I really hope that, okay, USADA is trying their best to keep the sport clean. Thank you to USADA, but I feel like USADA, I feel like there's a double, double standard here and they really need to um, just just keep the, cle- the sport clean in general, not just put focus on specific individuals and not make exceptions uh, for certain individuals. Okay, so that's all I want to say in regards to that. But okay, I feel like I got off track a little bit. But other than that, okay, sorry. UFC 238 will be coming up in a couple of weeks. This is the drama that I want to bring up because I really didn't want to talk about this on next week's episode. Because you guys saw how long that took to talk about. And honestly, I could talk f- two full more episodes about this particular issue if you let me talk. But I just want to, you know, keep that under control. But I still want to put it out there so that we can purely talk about all the fights um, next week on our episode. Okay, so I just want to put that out there. And what is going on right now? Yes, so right now, finally, let's get to our breakdown for that Francis Ngannou and Junior Dos Santos fight. Okay, so UFC Minneapolis. This fight is really, really interesting, guys, because it has definitely been a minute, a hot minute, since we had a very entertaining heavyweight fight. It's not that the heavyweight division is dormant. It's not really... But when the good guys, the guys that are on the top of the division, when they get to fight, it's just a whole nother story and it brings out a whole nother level of excitement. And this is why I'm so excited for this fight between Francis Ngannou and Junior Dos Santos. Well, first of all, both of these guys have recently had chances to, to obtain the heavyweight title for themselves. Unfortunately, they have been unsuccessful. And the question is, whoever wins this fight, would they actually get a title shot against the, the heavyweight champion in the in the upcoming future? Potentially, yes. Depends on how well both of these guys fight on Saturday night. Because we know that Francis Ngannou, he's a phenomenal knockout artist, okay? That is why he is where he is in the UFC right now. 
And Junior Dos Santos, too. He's actually uh, the former heavyweight champion in the UFC. His boxing skill is just top-notch, and I don't think there's anybody else in the heavyweight division that is um, as technical of a boxer as Junior Dos Santos. So I'm really excited to see, is it going to be power that is going to beat technique, or is it going to be technique and um, the execution of a very well-planned-out game plan um, in this fight that is going to overcome power and um, knockouts in this particular fight? So yes, you could argue that it is going to be almost a clash of styles in this fight because I'm sure that Francis Ngannou is going to go for that finish as soon as possible. But Junior Dos Santos, I feel like he's he's going to make the fight last a bit longer and uh, potentially win this fight through decision. But I can't really um, see this fight go to the ground at any point. Um, if if it even does go to the ground, it, they will just come back up because none of these guys are um, perfect wrestlers. So I am um, thinking that it will be mostly a striking uh, fight between these two guys. But either way, it will be a very, very entertaining and exciting fight to watch. So Junior Dos Santos versus Francis Ngannou. So there you have it, fam. That is all I want to cover on this week's episode. I know when I start talking about a certain topic, especially if it's a topic that is really hot and uh, I really get into it, it's really hard to shut me up. I'm really sorry if I bored you for a sec, but okay. Next week, again, mark your calendars. We're going to be thoroughly breaking down UFC 239, okay? So make sure you mark that up in your calendars and you tune in next week to our episode. But other than that, man, that is all the time we're going to have for this week. You already know. Make sure you go to cfru.ca to catch up with our episodes. And you can also go to our SoundCloud and iTunes to catch up with our previous episodes as well. And until next time, it's your girl Jana right here. And this is TKO. Peace out. <laughs>